Okay, good evening, everybody. Uh, J-Pops Kogar here, coming at you with a powwow with Pops. Uh, of course, from Gainesville, Florida. That's what it's about. Uh, Gainesville, Florida, the art music scene. Uh, anything to do with the arts. Uh, anybody who has had any effect in this town um, over the past 20 years that I've lived here, these are the people that I am inter interviewing and hopefully learning a lot more than I remember since I used to drink a lot. So there's a lot of... <laughs> this is also a reconnection for me, too. It helps me with my memory. Uh, but tonight, um, I have someone that... I haven't seen that often throughout the years. Very busy person. But in the early years when I first met him, he was the gentleman that was the, the owner and... Uh, Run runner of the Hardback Cafe, and his name is Alan Bushnell. That's right, Alan Bushnell, folks. Alan Bushnell is here this evening talking with me prior to the opening of the new Hardback, which is when? Well, Thursday we're just gonna open up. I'm not sure if we'll have beer yet. Kind of a soft open. Yeah, you know, let uh, my daughters. You know, running the bar. I'm kind of the downstairs guy. Okay. Cover charge, sound, technical stuff. Okay. And uh, then Friday we have a show booked with Howley's. I saw that already. You guys are, uh, I've actually seen, you guys are getting booked up pretty quick. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, I think people are glad that there's a place. And, you know, I have a, rep have a reputation, or the hardback has a reputation. And I think that gives us some legitimacy right you know. yeah yeah um if you could and like i said earlier i know you probably told this story before and a bunch of times but if in in your best quickest shortest way that you could tell it uh give give us a, a, a history of the hardback uh why you opened it and um how it led into becoming what it did okay well i you know, you and I were talking about Gainesville compared to other places in Florida. I, I grew up in a really small town called Brooksville, and I always felt pretty repressed there. And I came to university here in 77, and I'm like, oh my God, I love this place. And I never left. But I played music since high school. Okay. I was in a country band every weekend, made some money, but we played, my friends and I would play kind of like jazz rock rock and roll stuff okay but, what what was your what was your what was the thing you were into at that time like when you were into that kind of stuff what was like when you went home and pulled out some vinyl what was your thing that you got into well i can remember my stepfather hearing me cranking mahavishnu orchestra <laughs> and going turn that noise off <laughs> So, you know, I, I love the guitar right. guys of that era, the 70s. Okay. You know, Led Zeppelin. Of course. Hendrix, obviously. But anyway, so I, I played in some bands up here when I was in college. And there was a guy who was actually a school teacher. And he had a kind of a funky little band. It, it probably should have been on, like, Key West or something. Okay. But doing a lot of his originals. Yeah. You know, but... So we had a gig, regular gig at Orange and Brew, and then I, I got in a, a 
a cover band. I played bass, but I was kind of punked out. And uh, we would play shows with a band called The Irritations okay. at a place called Friday Night Live on and Fifth Avenue and 13th Street. Like, what, what era is that? Like, what? Early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, and, and they, would, they would do, like, Sex Pistols. Oh, so this is, like, pretty much, this is the early, uh, so is this, like, so John McGuigan's in town... Yeah, at I didn't, this time, I didn't know did him. You know, I didn't know. Did Deb. you know any of those the punky kids that were around no. at that time? Okay. No, because I, I don't know if they were at that place so much. It was, I don't know. And my band was more straight and narrow. But okay. I was just kind of wild out there. But anyway, everyone's playing covers. But you know, every band had a few originals. Um, but. The first band I mentioned, Last Chance Band, he had a bunch of originals. Um, so, I guess through the 80s, people would do house parties. And then I had a band called Poodles in Hell, and we, we did a show at the Plaza, downtown Plaza, and we did some house parties and a couple of gigs downtown, but we had maybe half originals. Yeah. But, you know, the clubs wanted the covers. There was just nothing. So, when it came down to it, you know, I had an opportunity when my uh, grandmother passed away and left us some money. I convinced the rest of my family to open a club with uh, all originals. You know, just the whole idea is that this is for bands to play their stuff. Yeah. And in fact, we, we went through it with the music publishers. They just couldn't buy the fact that, oh, it's, they're not playing covers. So they they leaned on us real heavy for the royalty payments, right? Wow. And I just absolutely, absolutely refused and wouldn't let anybody do covers. And I guess they sent in agents or undercover people and never were able to yeah. get any purchase on their theory that <laughs> I was full of shit. So it was a great idea because Gainesville had a bunch of bands then. They were like Doldrums and yeah. Big Soul. And, and my sister and her boyfriend and another friend, that's Dean from yeah. Vine. Yeah. Uh, Tina's my sister. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, uh, Nick and Rachel doing their tamale shop down there. Yeah. We all knew different musicians and were able to put shows together. Okay. And it just took off. We were, it was hot, you know. Then the cover dish came along and kind of, I think they diluted the market a little bit, but, you know, everybody sort of gravitated to the one, the club they preferred. Preferred, so, yeah. You that's know, what it wasn't it, a bad. Yeah, yeah, thing, no, no, because de definitely when I see, when I got here, I mean, it definitely seemed that way. Like, there were bands that would play at the hardback, and there were playing bands that would play there. Yeah, it's we were much more do-it-yourself, underground. Yeah, 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 and they were definitely a little bit more polished, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Do you so, think? Do you think that? Uh, but they they went with the same format though. Yeah, totally. Original music, and I think that's what set us all apart from everywhere else. But it also seems that 
college towns around the country were all kind of doing the CBGB thing. Right, trying to get their own... <clears throat> so it became networks, you know, with Chapel Hill and... Right. And what's that? Athens and I don't know, the other places. So bands were able to tour and... Yeah. Reciprocate with other... And you parts. guys got a lot of, like, when... From what I understand, at the hardback, you had... I mean, I saw... I was there. I sh- I appeared in '94 ish is when I okay. came into town. So the, it was like the first show I saw at the Hardback was a Hot Water Music show, and I forgot who that was with, but it was one of their very first shows. So it was like there weren't there was no one there. You remember those shows? It yeah. was like it was like a couple of the Sarasota Bradenton people that would come up or uh-huh. something, and then you know the band, and then like. And then all the other bands that we saw, like, me, what me and Chris were talking about the other night, like, we saw Jawbox there. You know, like, you would see all these crazy bands there that now you wouldn't have thought would have played it. So, oh, yeah. A venue. Uh, lots of... Yeah, the, the music promoters, I guess, sort of did a lot to foster the networking in the college towns. Yeah. So, we got a lot of good tours, you yeah. know. We never were able to make anybody much money, but... I think without any exceptions that uh, the bands just loved the environment. I do. You know, I agree. So it was just a really good scene going on in Gainesville. And, you know, nobody would have a hard time finding a place to stay. Yeah. They took off the next day. So it was really a lot of fun. What was your, uh, I ask everyone this, what was one of your, uh, one of your top favorite bands that you got to see, like at the hardback? Like, what was one of the bands that, like, when you saw them, you're like, this this band's Gainesville. Like, I could, I could you know, like, one of those bands that stuck out to you that, like, kind of just kind of faded away, everybody moves kind of thing. Yeah, you know, those type well, of bands. I think, you know, the first band that played at the hardback was the Tone Unknown. Okay. And uh, Rob McGregor, who everyone knows, yeah. he was the drummer in that band. Um, I always loved them. They evolved. They had horn section. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, trumpet and trombone, I think. That stuff's coming back again. Yeah. Hedges Hedges just recorded an album and uses horns on that new yeah. stuff that he did, and it sounds amazing. Like, it puts so, a power to it. You know, so I like that. I love Big Soul. Yeah. That was uh, Dean, I think. No, maybe not. But anyway, it was a guy. Oh, no, it was the guitar player from Schlong. He had a... A band. It was a little more punky. Uh, well, not really punk. Or yeah. But I remember one night, and this is probably the first year or two. It must have been the first year. I was out front, and, you know, I just looked in, and everyone was just, like, totally energized, and it was a great night, everything. And it dawned on me, you know, like, we're going to survive this you know yeah this venture it was just a great feeling so i mean so you kind of had it you kind of knew that you probably an intuition maybe that the what you and your friends were doing musically was going to probably become something that everyone was probably going to start doing in in towns because the people that you knew were doing the same thing so you probably had this the feeling. I mean, you were in it, so you probably could see it coming. Yeah, and I think 
it wasn't that I invented it, like I mentioned before. It, no, no, it's no, kind no. of the CBGB idea. Yeah. That you're, I mean, I've heard they started out as a country. More yeah, yeah, totally. It's so, country, country but rhythm. Here, is, you, what you are is you create an environment that fosters the creativity. Yeah. I'm not making this place like, oh, it's going to be this or that. Right. It's like, Here's a place you talk to me and we'll book you and you yeah. get a chance and hopefully it, it uh, cultivates your band to stay together long enough to really grow yeah. and whatnot. So well, shit. I mean, I mean, I watched a lot of bands grow there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the show. I mean, just so many great shows. Like, and, and they were. I mean, there were some pretty wild ones. <laughs> you know, yeah. the Avail shows got pretty wild. I mean the hot water avail show. Those those shows got pretty pretty warm. Well, then you get into the, the <laughs> like before hot water, you know, and Les and Jake, they would just bring in crazy crowds. There, were, you know, River Phoenix's band brought in tons of people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what kind of bands? Like, what what was like what was really pulling them in? Like prior before '94, like what was really getting them in there? Um, I don't know. I mean. And Dolphin was also huge, and I don't know if they were around still in '94. I don't know. The name sounds familiar, but I probably don't, I probably never it, it seen was, them. It was a the early early era of the hardback, and they were not. It wasn't so much like punk. I mean, we had punk bands certainly. It was more more vocal oriented. Yeah. And, like some had horn sections, uh, and Dolphin, I think they had violin once in a while, if not all the time. I mean, you guys seem to be you guys seem to do a pretty good job by letting it. I mean, like you weren't restrictive on music there. No. Like you were definitely that was one of the cool things that I enjoyed so much about it because, I mean, in Sarasota, like you'd go to a certain place, and it'd take you forever to find all these different right. styles of music right. that happened but you guys were actually would do it in a week's time you could have a multitude multitudes of different styles of stuff yeah. going and on and I think that's the nature of Gainesville I mean there there's a music scene out of West Gainesville I don't know anything about they're just doing they're playing clubs and I think they do a little bit of original a little bit of you know probably more bluesy yeah. kind of stuff but you know it's like I don't know those that scene at all but it's here yeah it is so you know the hardback was kind of an attraction for just about anybody the only restriction I ever really ended up having is like you know a band that just appealed to skinheads that wanted to bust the place up wouldn't have or I almost booked Gigi Allen once yeah that would have been you don't want yeah you don't want to do Gigi Allen that would have been messy yeah it's just like (laughs) here's the place yeah. And do your thing and we'll see how it goes. And that, I mean, and so you, you ran it for from when to when? Um, I think the first show was 89. Maybe 88. I can't remember. I think somebody said 88. I think yeah. Pat said something about like Yeah, I think that's when the Tone Unknown show was. Until 98. So you then, you, you, you know, did that Matt ten year run, yeah. For a year. So and when you hit that point, were you just like you had had enough of you were ready to do something else? Yeah, maybe, kind of. 
I wasn't making enough money for sure. And yeah. the building was falling apart. And yeah. My mom owned that building. I owned the where Palomino is. Oh, okay. And we had stopped really having shows back there because it was so dilapidated. Yeah. And I ended up selling it to some guys who kind of fixed it up. And then I got uh, busted for having my apartment in the back. Oh, really? Yeah, and that kind of... You know, they, the city made me tear the bathroom out. That's uh, okay. it was my own big mouth. Oh, okay. To some guy who was a worked for the Sun and oh, was like, no. "Oh yeah, I have an apartment back there," which everyone knew. Yeah. But he publicized it, or because I was running for office, it came out. <laughs> and after, after you know, I, that was my favorite place to ever live. You know, it was a big studio. Well, see, that's apartment. what people, that's what people don't understand. It's like you 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 did you lived where you worked. Like you yeah. were there. You didn't like that was your home. Like yeah. that's like old school shit. Like that's what people used to do back in the twenties and thirties. <laughs> you know, you'd have your store and you yeah. lived upstairs. Or I mean, that was kind of that was kind of like growing up. That was kind of always seemed kind of like a. Uh, Oh no, that was kind of like a, a an enticing idea to be able to like live where you work. Like when I was, you know, you see a guy own a bar, you know, yeah. <laughs> lives upstairs from the bar. It's his place, you know. Like that must have been pretty romantic at, at, for a while there to have. Yeah, it was. That. I had my my band practice. I had room for painting and a lot of uh, girls to keep me interested. <laughs> so when that was gone, I just kind of lost heart. Yeah. But, um, did you did you think it would did you, did you ever think that the hardback would end up being what it is now? No, I know it had been a few things before Boca. Yeah. You know, I like their layout is like It's kind of ridiculous that, what they've done with it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like the ideal condition if we had kept it all or Money to fix to it blend all that yeah. those ideas, like I mean, it's like it's taken them a while. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. to get everything set up because I remember I, I helped them when they first opened up, you know, and it was just like, yeah, it's taken them a while to get there. But I mean, within I mean, they've been only been open five years. Yeah, that's pretty good for five years. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, it's, that's it's, a pretty. I mean, it's an iconic place, now, especially for for being such spot. young business owners. Right, you know, it's definitely. You, that's one of the things that I, I, I found interesting about Gainesville is that, you know, you could come to this town as a young person, you know, maybe with a little bit of money and some luck you can get something going that people can appreciate and enjoy and, and want to be a part of mm-hmm. and help build and, and make it something to where, like, and actually become something that is so familiar becomes family. Right. You know? Right. Um what is it's a counter counterpoint to the the Starbucks and you know I don't want to talk bad about you know Marks or what's the sushi place yeah 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 I mean but they're kind of like big corporate yeah things it's it's and money so, it's money I yeah. mean it's it's it doesn't it's not cheap to eat there nope not at all <laughs> I make decent money and I I still I can't. I don't eat there that often because no. you know, like I eat, I like to eat good, but on the cheap. Right. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's more like you know, here is a, a family business versus a, a bigger thing. Yeah. I I have noticed that you know, shopping around for this place, just what the rents are, 
is so astronomically higher than they were in the 80s. I could only imagine what they must be. It must be what a couple hundred percent higher. Oh God, it's got to be. See, the mortgage on the hardback then was like twelve hundred for the whole book the whole of thing. Palomino thing. And I don't know what. That's it that's is about now, but that's a lot of square footage too. It sure is. That's like four or five thousand square feet. It was dilapidated. Yeah. So everything's had a facelift. This building was major reworked by the owner of it. And I looked at another place, the Sharab place yeah, yeah, on that Main place. Street, and it had been totally renovated. That's a pretty neat building, but something it, it seemed like it'd be kind of hard to do something with it. Yeah, it is. I was trying. I wanted upstairs, and there was a restaurant interested in downstairs, and we could have worked together. But they backed out. That'd be kind of been like something like they do in Boston. Yeah. You know, like because like there's like that one there's a one place like I went and saw Burning Airlines in Boston in Cambridge or something or in Cambridge, like upstairs is a pizza place and and like downstairs in the basement is a freaking huge old like punk rock club. Oh really? Yeah, it's fucking awesome as shit. Like it's like such a cool. You wouldn't you wouldn't think it was there, but it's a like good sized room and everything. So it was. Well, at any rate, I decided I'm not gonna hitch my wagon to anyone else's shit. Shit, yeah, you want to do it on your own, and and this is much more reasonable. So what? Price what, here. What What made you come back? What made you What made you decide to reopen and come back with the hardware? Well, I've been playing, performing, and playing out. Primarily at mods uh, with the Tabernacle of Hedonism. I yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I started doing my performance, which is not just a band anymore. I do audiovisual stuff. I, I made a movie that I showed Halloween. I guess people liked it. Not a movie, movie, but a, yeah. A, I don't know, a 15 minute video. Oh, no pretty, shit. Pretty good. I would like to see that if I could, please. It's online. Where's Just look on YouTube for Alan Bushnell and okay, you'll see cool. all my videos. I'll they, put it on my website. Each one's a little technically more proficient than yeah. the last, and the last one is pretty awesome. Would you mind if I like put that stuff on my Facebook page? No, and not stuff? at all. Cool, because I mean, like my like seriously, my main thing too is to help advertise mm -hmm. for my friends as much as I possibly can and help them out in any way I possibly can. You know what I mean? Like this mm -hmm. is this is for the this this podcast is for the people that. I, you know, will want to move to Gainesville if if they have the artistic fulfillment that, that needs to be filled and they're yeah. in Florida and they can't yeah. find it. Yeah, I would have to say Gainesville is probably one of the best places to come find it uh, out of all the yeah. cities that I've been in in Florida. Uh, this this one seems to, to, you get a lot of support from people uh, no matter what you do, no matter how maybe if you're somewhere else and your art would seem somewhat obscene or weird or mm -hmm. off the wall, here people are gonna accept you as an artist, right. and that's how you know. And that's that's the thing I'm trying to get across with this podcast as well. So let people know out there, this is a town that you can move to, and, and we have what's what I think has helped me. Like I was telling you earlier, help me become the person that I am, and that's the artistic scene that I needed to help me become the better person that I knew art could help me be. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for opening the original hardback. That was an amazing thing that you did. Uh, I had such a phenomenal growth experience there 
with friends and, and 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 growing companionships with people and life lifelong friendships and yeah. these are all my family now and I consider you that in that group too because I mean you were you were always super cool you, I mean back then I was a little hothead I kind of would get in fights and stuff like that and people were always super cool to me and nice and I always was really appreciative. Old Pops is a little bit different than new Pops. I'm a little bit nicer and a lot and a lot, and a lot more friendlier than I guess I was because I drink a lot less. I think. But uh, I think there's something to that. <laughs> no, most definitely. I think back then, I think the biggest thing was it was I moved to this town. I was a pretty insecure kid, you know. Like I, you know, I, so I was trying to, you know, re, re, remake myself. You know, try to try not to be that insecure person I was down in Sarasota. You know. And that's the thing I got to tell people, too, about Gainesville is, like, you can reinvent yourself. You don't have to be the person you were uncomfortable with, like like me in Sarasota, Florida, where people made you feel uncomfortable. There are places you can go to where you can find people just like you who think like you and, and, uh, and accept you. Well, I have to say, I don't think I reinvented myself. I mean, back to your question of why I do mm-hmm. this now. I think, you know, I really appreciate playing at Mods. It's just not a good space right. for anything that's bigger than, bigger than what Miller it is. Making you laugh. Yeah. So <laughs> I started going out. Now, you know, I've been uh, a lawyer for yeah, how long 11, 12 years now. Damn. And I didn't go out. The last show I played was in law school. I played the Atlantic with. Uh, Doug Jordan's band. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this, this is kind of not what I want to do now. So I did the law thing, and now I've kind of come full circle, and I, I have been going out and checking out the scene, the mm-hmm. bands, and it just it appears to me that there's not a real coherent uh, band scene right now. The, no, the, the no. clubs were kind of sporadic. Like mm-hmm. Lucy's supposed to treat the bands great and it's a good room. It's loud and I've had fun there. I saw Raid on the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. first time they played there. And but that's not what Lucy's about. They just do shows sometimes. Yeah, it's not right. about bands. It's not the show. Yeah, 1982 yeah. was cool. I, I've seen some my daughter's band play there. And now they had the 8 bit but now yeah. they're closing. Right. And, you know, I don't know what they was about. But, uh, they were trying to do the same thing. They were trying yeah. to do shows and stuff. Like, Thunderclap played there a bunch mm-hmm. of times. There's a bunch of other bands that played there. But it just never really... I don't know what happened, right. unfortunately. I mean, it's it's a good spot. I always liked that spot. I mean, that was one of the spots that... Well, like, I'm, one of yeah. my bands got to play all the time. Talking When I was talking about wanting to do this, all my friends were like, well, you don't want to go to Midtown. You need to be downtown. And I'm like, yeah, but the rents are so crazy here. Yeah. But anyway, in the end, I think that's right. Downtown, it's a focal point. And, you know, you see the, the little bars that are out there. They're really isolated. It's not like a a zone where everyone's going yeah. and checking out everything. Yeah, this like is here. definitely a good... Yeah, that's, that's the funniest thing, like... What we talk to people about the old hardback is like back in the day that's all there was on this side of town was the well, hardback you know really. we were freaking pioneers you guys sure. I mean there downtown was nothing was 
down kind of hurting. Yeah, it was hurting bad. There was no, I mean, it was like mm-hmm. you were the only place open downtown at night. There was like there were well, woods. Lillian's. Yeah, Lillian's. Which has always been. But there. you would really not see people walking around downtown like you do nowadays. Yeah. It's totally you're right. It totally has this whole. I know we'd have big crowds. The Sun Center would be filled with the people cooling yep. off after the after you know, the sweat box yep. inside. And the, but nothing else around. Yeah. Nothing. Not a damn sight. That, that's the funniest thing. Like there's Rob's old house was right there across the street. Mm. Very recorded. Like all that crazy shit. So this is so you you brought this back just pretty much because I mean it's kind of funny that you say you, you the music scene because I was wondering about that because I've been talking to some people like you know I know the punk kids are still doing house shows you know like the kid the, the younger kids are still doing that stuff here they're mm-hmm. still doing the same thing that we were doing when we were their ages but it doesn't seem like the there's 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 not a there's not as much of a connection between the young as to the old as there used to be right you know what i mean there's yeah. a little bit more of a disconnect that i think maybe this place could probably reconnect that you know i hope so i do i mean because this i mean just walking into this place kind of gives me goosebumps a little bit mm. just knowing what it's you know what you guys are doing like it, it really well, that's it means a very lot to nice me. to yeah. say that's it's well because it's exciting it's exciting to me that people that people that you you still care enough and you still and you still see the need for it. You know what I mean? And this is technically thirty years later from when you originally started. And it's not a bad thing to yeah, say that. Yeah. That's fucking awesome because you're still doing it. You know what I mean? There's so many people that have stopped. There's so many people that stop after ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, but you, you know, no matter what you've done the art and, and and the ideas still seem to have brought you cyclic you know it's like that cyclical thing it's mm-hmm. like brought you back to what you that artistic thing that it seems well, like let's hope I can do this 10 years now. <laughs> 10 years was about it for the lawyer and go that's for sure <clears throat> I could imagine that could only uh, that could that could be a little bit draining yeah but honestly I want you know my daughter Julia she's you know Got something to contribute, and yeah, and yeah, it's definitely. It's a place she can keep going. That's awesome. It's really. I mean, I'm not planning on dying. Or no, no, I, <laughs> don't go nowhere. No, well, it's not. I want to do my art. Yes, too. and it's always, almost always been that I want a place that I can perform and express myself. I mean, the building and all that's going to be that as well. But you know. <clears throat> I have my band, me and Fred, who owns Crane Ramen. He's the my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. drummer since oh really ninety four or so. Oh, okay, you know, you know, do good stuff. And we got a young dude playing bass and singing. So it's not me. It's no. not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really young. Sometimes oh, really like, young? Not this? No, okay, not forty four young. Uh, teenagers. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't take it. I know. I've been trying to get to. I've been trying to get back to play music so bad myself. I've been, you know, I, I, I still have my bass. I mean, it's been it's been ten years since I've been since I've played any music. Like the last band I played in was the worst with McGuigan and Ben, ben Andrews and those guys. And uh, so yeah, I miss it. And this is kind of having this place kind of gives me the need to wanna to do something. Well, there for you sure. go. That's that's the idea. 
You know, um, also, you guys, were you guys thinking about doing anything like DJ nights or having like any dance nights, anything like that? Doing anything? No, or you just I do want to try to stick wanna... strictly with music nights. No, I, I'm I'm really into videos. Okay. And, and I want, I'd like to see people produce, you know, high quality videos. And I maybe am being presumptuous. To, no, it's to not. Say that, but no, 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 no. It's kind of a cool thing because I mean, it's a great art form, yeah. and it can incorporate music. I mean, I do all the music on my videos, and and it's it's different. You know, I'm doing more computerized stuff. Yeah, but, but I'm merging it with my guitar playing. And nice. I would like to have you know more. Uh, I don't know what you call it, performance art kind of stuff. Okay. I'm not gonna cut into. Tom Miller's gig at, at uh, spoken word Mods. stuff like that, yeah, maybe poetry like and stuff that. like yeah. that. Get people like speaking their minds, saying mm-hmm. some words. Yeah, that's cool. No, I got you. I mean, there's no. I'm not limiting yeah. anything that somebody wants to do. No, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like that's kind of a cool <laughs> idea that you're you're kind of leaving it as an opportunity for people to show their art right. in the way that they show it, and you're you're get, you're giving them a place to do it. Right. I mean, that's the thing about the hardback too, because like I remember like watching watching Tom Miller print, you know, you know, print his butt on paper, yeah. and then turn around and sell it, you know, like and do that kind of stuff. The performance art, and I mean, those those nights were full of laughter. Yeah, you know, lots of humor, lots lots of love in the room. <laughs> so it definitely uh, it definitely. Uh, it brings back a lot of good memories. It's, uh, I'm glad you uh, took the time to sit down with me. I know you're super busy, and you guys are getting trying trying to get this place opened up. Um, yep, we've had great success today with the government bureaucracy. Awesome. Everything's kind of lined up to have the licensing either Thursday or Friday. Awesome. Okay, so they're coming so, through. Yeah. That's good. Very That's aggravating. Good. Y- yeah. It seems like they, they try to do their best to do that. Yeah. Well, maybe we shouldn't even <laughs> say they. it's not a monolithic thing. Right, Some right. people have been fantastic that I have to go through. And I, and I will freely admit that I have a difficult problem time with authority. And yet, as a lawyer, I, you know, <laughs> I've got to be nice to judges all the time. And, you know, there's... See, folks, no some people don't lose that shit. It's okay. You don't have to lose the fact. If you don't like authority, you don't have to like authority. It's all right. I'm the same way. I, I agree with you 100%. I grew up in a military family, and yeah. boy, does that shit really get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I'm the same way. I just, I don't like to be told no. Or told how to do something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like, man, I... I I'm sure you're like I've done this before. I I got it. I can do this again. Yep. I, got, I got this shit, guys. And we're supposed to be a free society, and we should be responsible for ourselves and not have, you know, the the old babysitters, big brother, telling you, <laughs> telling how you to what do to it. do all the time. Well, hopefully, this place will uh, will get a little bit more of that attitude back into back into the city and get get some get a lot of the young folks out and about and making a lot more noise because yeah. I mean I'm really I'm really looking forward to it because nothing's more exciting than when there's a, like a good 
a nice new push in Gainesville for the music scene, you know, where there's there's like that fresher breath air that blows and everybody's lungs is like, oh shit, we got a new place to play. Oh shit, it's the hardback, you know, shit's Alan's Alan's crazy enough to do this shit again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was a even thinking of calling it the hardback, that that how did, led to a little controversy. Did, did, can I just ask you about that? And what, honestly, was what do you think the the convert the controversy was for people? Honestly, just in I, your opinion, I'm just curious. I don't know. You know, I know there was a a great thread in Facebook started by Sam Jones of defending. I guess. Our using the name, right? Still, and I, I honestly, I asked Matt and Drew if they minded. First thing, and they were like, "Go for it." And Do you get I the really jukebox back? That. No, that's what? a polka. They don't use it. I know they don't. I, I say we protest. <laughs> I say I say I say we protest, and everybody sign a petition as a good work of faith that. Something that's historically that's right. grounded, enshrined, enshrined and still yeah. has the music in it, would yeah. be well played here. Well, listen, I I do <laughs> not want to just be reliving. No, 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 definitely what not. The hardback is, and I think that's what a lot of people are trying to. Some people, yeah. And it's not that. It's like the hardback was my alter ego, and my alter ego is different now. Like as a musician, I'm way different. Right. As a guitar player than I was 30 years ago or 40 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, and then 10 years ago, I wasn't a guitar player. I was yeah. like a lawyer. <laughs> but it's, I think we talked about it before you turned the reporter on. It's a philosophy of art. That yeah. This is a, a, I don't know. This is the canvas, and I invite people to come use it. Yeah. Basically. And okay. that's the only thing that's the same. Yeah. No, I know, I get you. No, see, that's the thing, too, is like, that's. You know, people. To me, when, 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 they, when somebody, like you said, when somebody told me that you guys were going to call it the hardback, that's exactly what I thought, what you just said. I didn't think anything else like we're trying to relive a the history, glory days, the yeah. glory days, because why relive the glory days when we can make new glory days? Right. Because you know what I'm saying? The past, it's it never happened. We got yeah. memories of it and we have laughter of it, but we got we got enough time to make more laughter and more history. And I, when I started going back out again, people would say, "Man, you need to bring the hardback back." Exactly. And I took it as just that. It was. That was the... That's the universe telling you... Right. I mean, and I'm sure it wasn't just over a year. It's been probably over the past 20 years, people, if they've seen you, are like, dude, the hardback. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. come on. It has not ever not left right. a conversation. Oh, and, and, you know, there's all these... There's Facebook page and yeah. websites. And I mean, a lot you're... Of, a lot of... Your heart, that that original hard book, hardback shot is is is, is my powwow with pops. Oh, yeah. yeah, the shot of it's like the shot down from uh, upstairs across the way, 
and th there's like a table out front and some people standing out front one of the earlier shots yeah and you can kind of see someone in the alley over here or yeah. something like that yeah. because i mean that's when i see that it doesn't remind me it's not so much the building like you say it's the memory it's the stuff that's there and then and then i know that if the same guy's gonna be doing the same thing here the same the same shit's gonna happen you know, like you said, you leave that you 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 make available that canvas, and the artists come out. Right. You know, and like you said, you you've been out, you see, you know, you've done it, so you've walked around and you've done your research. It sounds like so. Yeah. You know. Now I got to figure out how much to charge for a PBR. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you got? What are you working on now? Tall boys for what do you got? Tall boys. Yeah, I guess that's. The plan. What what what's Boca doing them for? Three bucks. For tall boys. But they're a restaurant. I mean, you know, yeah. it's different. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Two buck tall boys aren't bad. Yeah, yeah the beer they thing. Sell. Yeah, they. I mean, when I was work, believe me, I worked the fest this year that lot ten. And that they were, they had no problem selling it, mm -hmm. especially for what they were charging. Mm. Yeah, it was a, it was a. And that's another thing too. You guys got another good spot for fest, for fest bands. You could be like the one, one, one place with like Gainesville bands. <laughs> that's how I would want to do it. You know, like get like, cause it's like. You know, it's so funny, it's like, because all, you know, like, everybody, of course, every year has opinions on the fest and, like, the bands that came or who didn't come or who people would like to see, you know, and I, I've, I've, a, I've taken a couple questions from certain groups of people, and a lot of, a couple people would like to see a lot of older Gainesville bands play. Mm -hmm. You know, who wouldn't like to see Spoke play again? One last show. Right. Radon's played 30 last shows. <laughs> Spoke, right. can, Spoke can play one last show. I mean, it's not like they were horrible. My favorite, one of my favorite bands of all time. You know, yeah. like, like, and that, that that's the thing. Like, that's why I want you to get the jukebox back so I can listen to Antihistamine and, and like all those hits. You know, like, give them back, give it back, Boca. Petition, Pop says, give it back. I think technically that jukebox belonged to the vending company. Yeah, yeah, we should call the vending company. Go get that thing. <laughs> Bring it, and then drop it right down the street. So no, um, again, uh, thanks again th for taking the time that you have uh, for getting with me tonight. I really appreciate your time. Well, Jay, thanks. You know, it's been uh, it's going to be a thrill ride. I'm really excited. I mean, this is. This is probably going to be the one place I actually will feel a little bit more comfortable coming to hang out in downtown, you know. So, uh, again, thank you. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm not going to say best of luck because you're not going to need it because I, I got a feeling. We're good. You know, I, 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 I definitely I, I think the people need it and the people want it. Uh, and I'd like to take the time to thank everybody out there for listening again tonight. Uh, I appreciate all of you. If you guys need to get into contact with me, you can reach me at jkoger at gmail.com uh, or, or powwowpops.com. You can also find it on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, also on um, Tumblr, 
and Twitter. I don't know how I knew all this stuff at 44, but I do. I'm trying to keep hip with what all the kids are doing. I'm using the Periscope, showing everybody my ugly mug. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. Is there anything else you'd like to push before we uh, close out? Any? Do you have an email address for the place yet? Do you have any yeah. of that stuff set up? And uh, we hope to, to use it for booking bands. Hardbackgainesville at gmail.com. That was hardbackgainesville at gmail.com. Right. And uh, you can let us know what you think or need. Or we can coordinate uh, booking. Okay. we'll all collaborate on uh, the shows. Okay. So. All right. Awesome. Well, again, thanks a lot, Alan, man. Uh, very, very. Oh, and like the Facebook page. Oh, yes. Like the Facebook page. Get on there. Like it. Love it. Share it. Share it with everyone. Share it with... I know you kids got like one thousands of friends each on Facebook, so just share it with everyone and annoy everybody like I do when I share stuff. So, uh, um, you all have a good night. Again, check it out. This is going to be happening. You guys are going to be soft open Thursday? Yep. Uh, Brewskies? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, would it be a BY, BYOB thing if it wasn't? Fine with me. Fine with Alan, BYOB, soft open Thursday. If the cops show up, they're a tapping fee. <laughs> That's right. But it's like a night, bottle club. Friday night, Friday night, beer and bands, $5 at the door. Okay, $5 at the door. Are you uh, going to try to stick to a certain amount for shows? Is that going to be kind of a thing for the hardback too? I don't know yet. You don't know yet? That's just kind of going to have to vary with what comes along. Yeah. Definitely. All right, Alan. Well, shit, man. Well, Thanks a one lot. thing I will say, oh. I, I want the bands to get paid. Yeah. And it, it bothers me. That's another, another reason thing. to do this is because a lot of bands are getting $5 for busting ass. Yeah. Opening for someone, you know. Yeah, yeah, who gets the money. Right. No, I got you. So, you know. We're gonna we're gonna try to even it up over here at the hardback. Alan says, try to get you uh, band members taken care of so you can afford strings and drum heads. Yes, because that shit gets expensive. So again, thank you very much. You guys get back to work. I uh, appreciate your time. You guys have a beautiful night. Thank you. <laughs>